Are you ready to say yes to your wealthiest and most abundant life, overflowing bank accounts, and a deep sense of inner fulfillment? If you are, then you are definitely in the right place. Welcome to the Girl Unfiltered Podcast. Well, hello, ladies. Happy New Year. Welcome to 2023. And my gosh, has it been a minute since I have been on this podcast mic. <laughs> so much in my life has shifted and transformed. And at the same time, in a beautiful way, so much has also stayed the same while also feeling completely different because I am now officially a mother Oh, I get like a little emotional even just saying that out loud. <laughs> the last time that I was on this microphone, I was heavily pregnant and I was preparing to wind down uh, and slow things down to enter a completely new phase of my journey, ready to birth my baby into the world and completely take time off in my business. And now it's January and I'm back and I'm learning what it looks like and feels like to be a mother that can be as present as she possibly can for her child while also taking care of her passion and her business and her mission in this world. And it's gonna be messy, but it's also beautiful. And my life has never honestly felt as full as it does now. And while yes, on one hand that can be very exhausting and I barely sleep at night because we're going through a sleep regression right now. That's a side note. <laughs> but it also has never felt more abundant. And this journey, this evolution is calling upon me to tap into whole new beliefs, whole new versions of me, to discover new powers and strength within me, and to really practice what I preach when it comes to my money mindset beliefs. But before we get into all of that, we have a lot to catch up on. And I was almost a little bit nervous to get on this microphone because I have so much to share with you that I actually don't even know where to begin. There has been so much powerful shift and transformation in my life that I'm like, what? part of this story do I even begin on? <laughs> but I think that it feels right to maybe rewind a little bit and go back to what was happening in my life at the end of my pregnancy around that time and what it looked like for me as a business owner, as someone who completely works for themselves, to even prepare for maternity leave, what that felt like, what that journey was like for me, um, and some of the gifts and lessons that I've learned in the last few months. So let's rewind together. So reflecting back on my pregnancy journey, it's interesting because I knew that I was doing this at the time, but I don't think I realized just how much or even knew whether it would be different again. But when I found out that I was pregnant, I really started to go into a cocoon energy. And it's only now on reflection that I really can truly understand why that was. And I'm coming out of it now, and I'll talk about that in a minute, but I kind of had to feel the contrast to really grasp just what a cocoon energy I was in. Because at the time it felt very new to me and it felt different and sometimes a little bit, um, not scary, that's definitely too strong of a word, but just unknown. And I wasn't sure if I would ever not feel the feelings that I was having again. So looking back, I think that it was just my way of protecting the sacredness of my pregnancy because I had no idea when I was trying to get pregnant, when I actually did become pregnant, just how sacred that would be for me. I couldn't really conceptualize it until I was in it. I'm sure 
many of you who have been pregnant can relate to that. Or maybe there's another time in your life where you felt that sacredness, that wanting to hold something so dear to your heart and to just protect the energy of it. And so while I'm somebody who loves to share with their community and I show up and a big part of what I do is being vulnerable and out there and sharing moments from my life. And I still love doing that. And and a lot of that is energy is coming back for me. But while pregnant, I noticed this massive shift of actually not feeling aligned in doing that with certain things. So of course, everyone knew I was pregnant. Of course, I was sharing. But so much of it felt so personal to me and so sacred that I just wanted to keep it precious. And that's what I did. I really honored that instead of forcing it, instead of sharing some things that maybe didn't feel aligned, uh, not that there was anything crazy to share. It was just this beautiful, private protectedness. And it was this love bubble that I was in with my husband, myself, my family, and my baby. And from the moment that I honestly found out that I was pregnant and, um, when I found out that I was having a daughter, which uh, is a whole other story. (laughs) But yes, I don't think I mentioned that at the top of the podcast. We have a daughter, beautiful baby girl. I felt her energy, actually. And I felt that this being was her own person. Uh, She's her, her own individual. She was a very strong, powerful energy that I could feel from the womb. And I didn't want to dilute her energy by sharing too much of her. And I really honored that. And I'm really, I'm really grateful that I did because that was my truth. And it's just a powerful lesson for all of us to really listen to our bodies when, especially, you know, especially in the online world where we do show up for our communities and we're growing our brands and you know what that comes with online. If something is not in integrity with you or doesn't feel aligned or authentic to you, do not feel that you have to share it just because everyone else is. And there's also no judgment on other people showing up and sharing that thing either. That's on them. That's their journey. That's what feels probably aligned for them. But it doesn't mean that you have to fit into that bubble or practice the same journey as other people. You get to walk your own unique path. And for me, that meant sharing a lot of the details when it came to my pregnancy. That felt great to me. So we knew that we were having a girl. That wasn't something that I actually shared online. Well, I'm sure many of you were able to guess at some point. Um, You know, I wasn't posting pictures of her nursery or all of those things. As beautiful as they are and as meaningful as they are, I just really enjoyed this phase of getting to share that with my family and having that private conversation with them and seeing how it lit up their worlds and getting to talk to my friends. I actually found myself connecting with friends and family even more because in order for us to share certain things, and especially now that the baby is here, we had to contact them directly. And I've loved that. Um, And you're going to see me sharing way more in the weeks and months and years to come, but I'm tiptoeing back into that. And the only reason I'm sharing this story is just for a reminder that you get to walk your own aligned path and really honor that and just how powerful that that gets to be. say that with that sacredness and with that protection bubble that I was forming also came an inward journey. So 2022 was the year of growth in so many ways for me. Surrender also definitely comes up as a word, but I used that time of more stillness and being, I would say, yeah, I'm processing this all as I'm sharing it, which is really interesting. But um, I worked a lot on myself and I went in a, inside of myself and I went on a journey of releasing anything that didn't serve me as I was transitioning into becoming a mother. 
And I worked on interesting beliefs that were coming up for me with my own coach and noticed new thoughts and new beliefs that maybe had come up in some ways when I was on my money mindset journey or in the depths of my money mindset journey, I should say, because it's never ending. Um, but they came up in a new powerful way and it was an amazing, amazing opportunity for me to heal and to evolve into a, a next level by witnessing that within me. So honestly, I will say pregnancy was amazing. I loved, loved, loved being pregnant. <laughs> and it's taken me this long to share that on the podcast because there was a lot of guilt, believe it or not, within me about actually having a good pregnancy. It was almost like I felt like I had to apologize for that because I know that so many people struggle in pregnancy. And God, my heart goes out to people that suffer with severe morning sickness and symptoms because I can only imagine how rough that is. And, and pregnancy is, uh, let me tell you, a journey in itself, but to add those in, like that's tough. But that just wasn't my personal experience, at least for this baby. And I found myself also wanting to protect that because of the guilt around it. And this applies to beliefs that we can have around money when it comes to guilt and shame and how much they can actually block abundance for us. But I was just so happy. I felt like, well, firstly, it was a dream come true to get pregnant. It was an even bigger dream come true just to find out that I was having a daughter. Like, wow, that blew me away. Um, what an incredible, powerful manifestation. And I felt more empowered in my body than I had ever been before. And I was really enjoying it. I was getting stronger as a result of the pregnancy. But there was this thought in the back of my head, this belief that came up that was manifesting in my body physically with like anxiousness and nervousness that it wasn't safe for me to be that happy because somebody might try to take it away from me. And wow, when I realized what that feeling was in my body, when I actually could pinpoint, oh my God, I'm protecting it. I'm fearing this because of this belief that somebody might try to come and take it away from me. Then I was able to do the subconscious work and go back to, well, where did I learn that this wasn't safe? Where did I learn that it wasn't safe to shine brightly or that somebody would try to dim my happiness or my light if um, I were to express it or share it? And that was a beautiful healing moment for me to expand into. And I'm so grateful that I went through that experience because it's even, it's made me even more passionate, believe it or not, about the work that I do and the power of the subconscious. Because just stop for a moment and think, where could that possibly apply in your life? Do you resonate with that belief on any level? That maybe when it starts to get really, really good, this fearful voice comes in or this feeling in your body pops in telling you that it's not safe or that it's not going to last or it doesn't get to be this good. Well, why not? Why does it not get to be this good? Why on earth do you, would you not get to be happy living your authentic truth with joy in this world? That makes a huge positive difference in the world. We want more of that but it's probably stemming from an experience that you had at some point in your life in which a part of you was taught, oh, it's not safe when I have this, or people like me don't get to have this, or maybe something was taken away from you when you were experiencing that joy or that happiness. I've worked with clients where it can be as simple, literally as simple as a chocolate bar being taken from them as a child. And that may sound really trivial, but to a child who is forming beliefs, who is just a total sponge at that time, you can very easily solidify a thought within your nervous system from that kind of experience. Now, that wasn't my personal experience of where it came from and me. It stemmed from actually going to school. But I really want you to just reflect on that. Are you allowing yourself to be a a vessel for as much expansiveness and abundance as you possibly can. And I just want to remind you that it really does get to be this good and you are deserving of total abundant happiness. And that when good things happen to you, they get to just be good things. 
it gets to just keep getting better and better and better and better. I think this probably ties back to really being in that cocoon energy and that protective like mama bear energy. But that experience of being pregnant really did teach me a lot about the kind of energy that I wanted to surround myself with and what I was willing and not willing to let into my energy space. And I have never experienced (laughs) the kind of boundaries that I felt I needed to put up as like before, as I did in pregnancy, it was like a whole new level of mama bear energy. But we can all use that and apply this in our lives. We do not have to be pregnant. Please know as I'm sharing my pregnancy journey and my maternity leave journey, like this doesn't have to just apply to those of you who may want to get pregnant or who are pregnant or who are going on that journey. Like this could apply in so many areas of our lives. But I found myself not wanting to be around certain conversations, meaning if there were conversations that were happening that felt detrimental to how I was going to feel within myself mentally and physically, I would remove myself from those conversations. Previous versions of me, past Helena, I don't think I would have done that in that same way. I actually would have been afraid to rock the boat or I would have thought, what are people going to think of me? But it was interesting to feel this shift of suddenly it wasn't just about me. It was about protecting the well-being of my baby. So it was interesting. Like, it's funny how this happens, but when people start, people started to tell me horror stories about maybe their pregnancy or not even their pregnancy, their friend of their friend of their friend's pregnancy (laughs) or birthing stories that would have put mental images in my mind that weren't going to be conducive to the environment that I wanted to create in my birth. I had to stop it. I had to cut it off because it did not serve me. And I found this voice inside of me that was able to implement those boundaries now in a loving way, in a positive way, but I knew that I needed to do that for my well-being and I wasn't afraid of it in a way that I would have tiptoed around it before or just allowed myself to be subjected to it. And this is just a side note, (laughs) but if you're ever witnessing a situation like this or you found yourself doing this, just uh, a kind of like word of caution or awareness that pregnant women often don't want to hear certain types of stories and they're having to protect the well-being of their baby and their own minds as they go on this completely uncharted um, uncharted journey for themselves. So just be aware of that, that, you know, maybe don't verbally diarrhea onto them. Um, I'm not saying that you, the listener, would ever do that. It's just that I witnessed this and I experienced it myself. Um Maybe ask that pregnant woman, would you like to hear this story? Or would you mind if I share this with you? Just instead of unloading onto her, because you have no idea how that might affect her, her well-being or, or just her mindset in that moment. Um, let's be really con- like really on board with protecting the sacredness of pregnancy and of bringing a child into this world. Um, I'm not kidding when I say like I literally had waiters at the table who could see I was pregnant just start spouting about stuff that just did not serve me whatsoever in that moment (laughs) just as I was about to give birth it's crazy some of the things I'm not going to go into them because I don't want to share that um but yeah just have some awareness around that that's I think what my invitation is and then just taking a broader step back for yourself looking at the things that you're consuming, the people that you're following, the stories that you're listening to, the conversations that you're having, and really become a ninja at feeling into what is serving you and what isn't serving you and where potentially you need some boundaries in place, some loving, positive boundaries. Um, I was really conscious of I've never been more conscious of like the podcasts I was listening to, the books that I was reading, the movies that I'd be watching or the TV shows. It was like I was craving positivity and light during this time. 
just if you're on your own up-leveling journey or let's tie this into money mindset, like are you listening to stories of, of lack, um, stories that bring you fear, stories that cause you to doubt yourself? What are you buying into? And where do you maybe need to have some boundaries with the people that you love or with yourself to say, actually, this doesn't, this doesn't really serve me in this time. I'm actually not going to go down that rabbit hole or I'm going to be really aware of what I am going to consume and whether it is in alignment with actually the vision that I am creating for my own life. If you're ready to really commit to transforming your relationship with money in 2023 and you're like, where on earth do I get started? How do I start uncovering some of these beliefs and working through them? Then I have a beautiful five-day program that I've created called Tap Into Your Inner Rich Babe. It is super, super accessible and it is in the show notes below. We are going to work through five of the key core limiting beliefs that I see women struggling with when it comes to money. You're going to be able to address how that is affecting you right now in your life, how it is showing up for you, where it is showing up for you, what it has been doing to your relationship with money. And then on top of that, I'm gonna share with you an incredible powerful tool called tapping, or it's also known as the emotional freedom technique that will support you in very quickly starting to release that belief from your nervous system. You'll have lifetime access to that so you can consistently go back to using that tool and releasing it on a deeper level. And it's going to help you create some powerful shifts really rapidly. So go ahead and check that out. I'm really excited for you to get started. And if you have any questions about that, just simply head to my Instagram at girl underscore unfiltered and feel free to send me a DM and I'd love to support you in seeing what would best support you when it comes to your money mindset journey in 2023. So shifting gears just slightly, I'm trying to keep myself on track because as I said at the beginning, there's so many parts of my journey that I want to share from pregnancy to maternity leave, but I'm trying to give you the powerful cliff notes. And then I'll probably have to go back and do like another episode on each of these things individually. Um, but we're, we're just doing a big catch up with my cup of tea right now. That's by the way, what I'm doing. I'm sitting having a cup of tea while the baby naps. Uh, gotta get it in when you can get it in at the moment. <laughs> um, but I want to share a little bit more about how I actually prepared for my maternity leave. Um, I put a poll out on Instagram and a lot of people were interested in hearing this. Um, I just think it's a powerful thing for us as women to share as we navigate getting to say yes and to having a career and to being great mothers because we get to do both ladies. (laughs) That's one of the big money mindset beliefs that I work on actually inside of my tap into your inner rich babe program. Maybe I'll drop the link to that in the show notes below. Again, totally side note off tangent, come back to it, Helena. (laughs) So maternity leave. Well, We knew that we obviously wanted to have a baby and we started to plan accordingly. Um, It's pretty simple. It's not like this whole thing mapped out rocket science plan that I did in order to be able to take time off. Um, It comes really down to just financial preparation and money management. But I know that that can come with a lot of beliefs because a lot of women have this fear that they're really terrible money managers and it causes them to not plan ahead and not look at these things in their lives. And so I just want to break it down in an open and honest way. And also while doing so, giving you the opportunity to look at how that belief lives for you. Like what does it feel like within your body? Do you feel confident in managing your money or is there some inner work to do around that first. So my husband and I prepped, we knew that we wanted to start trying. And actually before we even started trying, we just made the conscious decision to start saving accordingly. Because you know, when you start trying, you never really know when you're going to get pregnant or how long it's going to take. And in our in our case, it took a bit longer, a lot longer than we thought that it would take. Uh, again, different story. 
And so I set up a savings bank account that I literally titled Maternity Beeve. <laughs> Again, if you don't know that you can do this, but you can actually go into your bank accounts and you can name the bank account what you desire it to be. So I literally have a bank account that says I am abundant. I have a bank account that is I am secure. And then I have a bank account that says maternity leave. Now, more than once I went into the bank and actually had to deposit a check or move something around in my accounts. And the bank teller in the bank would look at me with such awe in her eyes going, oh my gosh, that's so amazing that you have a bank account called maternity leave. Like, I wish I did this or my sister's pregnant. I'm going to tell her to do this. Just simple, simple little tips, tools, tricks, and money management uh, ways. So because we planned ahead, I was able to just deposit what was relatively a small amount of money to me into that bank account on automation every single month. And we did that by basically calculating what it would cost me to be able to live my life as I was living it with my expenses on a monthly basis if I had no money coming in? Like what would that amount be? And we had a spreadsheet and we ran all the numbers. We worked it out together. Obviously we knew some of my expenses would be a bit less because I wouldn't be working. Um, So we calculated accordingly and we, reached a number. We worked out how long I would want to be able to take off. And then we worked out what would like even beyond that be. And as a result of having that number, we were able to calculate, okay, well, if we deposit this amount of money into this bank account for this amount of time, then that's how we're going to reach that number in a really safe, easy way, rather than getting halfway through my pregnancy and being like, oh my God, uh, where's this money going to come from? And I can't tell you how much safety and security that gave us throughout the process that ties back to my cocoon energy, that ties back to my mama bear energy and how much I wanted to take care of my mindset and my inner well-being during that time to just be able to lean into that feeling of support and that feeling of safety. So sometimes it's not always sexy. Sometimes it's just super simple and it just requires some forward planning. And I know that it's going to be different for everyone. Not everyone knows exactly when they're going to get pregnant. I mean, I didn't know when I was going to exactly get pregnant. It was just planning. Um, But you could do this from the moment that you find out that you're pregnant, work out what that number is and start thinking about what you'd like that runway to be. Or whether you're thinking about getting pregnant or not, what could you do? What could you say for? What is something that you want to experience in the not so distant future that by simply depositing, honestly, it could be a hundred dollars, two hundred dollars, five hundred dollars. I don't know what it what that amount would be for you. What would it mean for that to accumulate in your bank account on automation every single month? Where would that leave you? And what freedom would that give you? Now there's a little bit of another flip side to that story of prepping for maternity leave. So even though I had saved the money that I knew that I needed to be able to take time off and be completely present as a, as a mother. And I knew logically that I was safe and supported. There was a fear within me and it took me a little while to actually figure this out, um, and work through it with my own coach and within myself. Um, as I said, New journey, new experiences always can bring up new money mindset for lease to work through and new invitations to uh, expand. But I found myself stressing, now I can see it now unnecessarily, but it felt important at the time. I was stressing over exactly how I was going to manage and how I was going to run my business while being off on maternity leave. And a big part of me wanted to keep a couple of containers open and I was pushing myself to do that and I was launching things that at the time 
felt like the right, and I want to use like air quotes for that, the right thing to do. But it wasn't until I let it go that I realized that I was pushing and forcing something that was actually out of alignment with the thing that I, my soul was most desiring at that time. And it was a really interesting lesson. So I was putting stuff out there that I thought would quote unquote secure that gap of me not working in my business and bring financial funds in but I was doing it at the expense of what was right for my well-being and what my highest self most desired and by doing so I was not seeing the results that I wanted within those launches within the containers that I was putting out it always felt a little bit off or a lot off And I couldn't figure out what was going on. And it started to make me question and doubt myself until I fully admitted, hang on a minute. The truth is I desire for nothing in any way to take away from the presence that I want to have with my daughter that I'm bringing into this world. My heart knows that I will never get this time back that this is such a sacred, powerful time in my journey that she'll only be a newborn once in her life. And I only ever get to, who is this emotional? I only ever get to become a mom once in my life. Why would I ever want something to dilute that? And I had a fear that, or a thought or a feeling just within my body that if I left certain containers open, that something would kind of intrude into that energy space or that there would be that thought in the back of my mind, oh, does somebody else need me right now? Or do I need to go and check in on this thing? Even if I had other support coaches and things um, to make that possible for me in place, it was an energy thing. It was a, a feeling of, again, coming back to that cocoon protective energy. I'm just not wanting anything else within that space at that time. And so what I was doing was creating and pushing something that was out of alignment. And that was what the results were showing, which is why it's so important with anything that you're creating and offers that you're putting out there before you do so to really check in with yourself, check in on what the belief is behind it, check in on why you're launching it, because I'll get to that in a moment of why I was why I was thinking I had to launch it and check in with whether it feels good for you and check in with whether it aligns with the things that you most desire for your vision and the purpose that you have in your life. But coming back to the truth, the truth was I already had the money that I needed to feel supported in taking that time off. So why would I feel the need to keep certain containers open? Well, There was layers to this. And once I figured out energetically what I was doing, then I was like, huh, what's the belief here? Where is this coming from subconsciously? And this was another growth uh, moment for me when it came to my money mindset, because I realized what was bubbling up within me, what that drive was, an almost anxious feeling, was this fear that if I were to just stop and slow down and just completely be present and not have that security again in air quotes, because that wasn't the truth. I was already secure, but this feeling of needing security to come from this, to look like this thing, that if I didn't have that, that my family wouldn't be safe. And I started to peel back the layers And I got to a moment in my life subconsciously that I had stored in my own childhood with one of my parents and the way that they were working and what it meant for me as a child when the work that they were doing was at jeopardy um, or it wasn't stable and it wasn't secure. The feeling and the lack of safety and security that I felt within myself that I had absorbed and taken on and made to mean that in order to be safe and secure, this is what it has to look like. And I'm sharing that because maybe you have a similar experience in your life. 
And so what I, all I, all I really needed to do was address that feeling within my nervous system. I had to address that belief that this little girl had held onto about how she needed to operate in order to keep her family safe and secure. And when I did that, I could let it all go. And it allowed me to lean into what the actual truth was. Because the truth is I'm always safe and I am always supported energetically and financially. And once I surrendered to that and I made that my truth and I made the executive decision for myself and for my team, the business is stopping while I get to be fully present with my baby that's coming into this world. The funny thing is that not only did I relax, not only did I emotionally release, I remember the moment that I made that decision. I was on a Zoom call and I just started to cry because it felt so good. It felt, finally, this is it. This is what I've been craving. The hilarious thing was that more abundance then came in. And this is just how the universe works. It's magic. I freed up that need to have anything open during those four months that I was going to take off. And I put out a new container that I'd not created before for one-to-one coaching that would only last a specific amount of time right up until the point that I was going to leave on maternity leave. Those spots were snapped up within 24 hours. They just felt fully aligned for my clients and they felt fully aligned for me. And then at the end of that, right as I was about to go on maternity leave, every single one of my clients signed up to renew their contracts with me for when I came back in January. That was an incredible lesson, an incredible reminder that when you live from your truth, abundance will be reflected back to you as opposed to forcing something from a fearful belief or from a desperate need that is based on a fearful belief. So I went into maternity leave with this extra free fall of cash because people were paying their deposits to work with me three, four months down the line, four months actually, more than four months. And on top of that, I got to have this wonderful blessing and this wonderful gift of knowing that when it was time for me to come back to my business and step back into the role of the coach, that I would have these wonderful, aligned, beautiful clients to go back to. And that felt so juicy and that felt so exciting to know that they were waiting for me at the other end of this. And the reason that it started to flow with abundance when I shifted the container was because the universe was going, ah, finally, now we get to send it to you in a way that is aligned for what you truly desire. So if something isn't working for you in your business or you're not seeing the results that you desire, just really go within and start looking at why that might be, what place you've been creating that from and what beliefs are surrounding that thing. So that's a lot of the preparation that I did for maternity leave. We shut down the business completely. There were no podcast episodes. I was only going to share and post when it felt authentic and aligned for me. And um, obviously that was a lot less in the beginning when the baby was first here. And then I started to ease myself in. But again, never from a place of I have to do this or I need to be doing this, just from a place of I'm going to enjoy doing this when I feel ready. Um, But I also did a lot of preparation for my maternity leave emotionally. And I wanted to share on this because I'm a huge advocate for women getting to be supported during this time in their lives. And I want to speak into this because I think it's just so important that we as a collective society really do support mothers on that journey and in that uh, transition in their lives. And also so that you, if you are a soon-to-be mother or you're already a mother, um, or you dream of being a mother one day, that you know that you get to be supported during that time, that you are deserving of asking for support during that phase in your life. I think a lot of this begins with us just having that inner knowing that we get to be supported and that it's safe for us to ask for help. I think that On some level, we as women have been taught that it's weak, maybe, to ask for support. 
and that we have to kind of look like we have it all together and we can do it all and be super women. And while that's true on some level, like that comes with support in the background. And I've just, I don't know, I've just been so blown away by the level of support that my husband and I have received over the last year. It has been just so full of abundance and it has filled our hearts up so much. Like we didn't just birth this child into the world. We had a village of people behind us, whether they were physically present or they were just people who would send us a gift or send us money literally for diapers. It was crazy. Like people would just like PayPal, hey, here's 50 bucks to buy yourself some more diapers. Like that was just the abundance and overflow that we were experiencing. And it blew me away. I've never experienced it like this before. I mean, our neighbors um, from across the road, like dropped off an Amazon voucher for us. We're like, Hey, use this to buy yourself some, some, like something for the baby girl. I'm like, Oh my God. Like it's just coming from all angles. And I don't know, but like, I feel on some level that this might be different in the UK versus the US. And now I want to say like, I have not lived in the UK for almost 10 years now. Maybe I need to count that might be actually 10 years. And I haven't had a child in the UK, so I don't truly know what this is like, but I have been blown away by kind of how the US does it. And if this isn't how we're doing it in the UK, then maybe could we add some of these things into the ways that we support parents to be? Because it's been phenomenal. So I'm more used to, I suppose, some of the UK traditions and I learn what we do over here as I go through that experience. But when I was living in the UK, I don't think that this was a norm, but here it is completely normal to have a baby registry. Um, And that was really fun to put together that list of things that we were going to enjoy using with the baby and and add things to, to that shopping cart and go through and do all of that research of the things that I wanted to use, the products I wanted to use or how we were going to transform her nursery and all of those different things. And the reason that I think that having a baby registry is so powerful is because so many people, again, this comes back to the belief that you get to be safe and supported, but so many people wanted to buy us something or send us something. Like people want to be a part of your journey. People want to be there for you. And the fun thing about having that baby registry is it made it super easy for them to go, oh, I'm gonna send them this and I know that they're gonna want that and I know that they're gonna use that rather than sending something for the sake of sending it. Because look, baby clothes are adorable and I'm obsessed with so many of the outfits that she has, but you can only receive so many baby outfits. (laughs) They get covered in poop. And in the beginning, they're just wearing baby grows, like baby onesies. But I think people fall on just sending a baby outfit as cute as that can be, but then you end up with so many um, because people didn't know what else to send you that might be useful. And so I loved having that baby registry and I was just blown away by the outpouring of support and people wanting to gift us things. Like I'm just so unbelievably grateful. So I don't know, is this a thing in the UK? Are people doing baby registries yet? I'm not quite sure. We also do baby showers here. So my, my, the women in my family, um, a lot of them flew into LA and they organized this spectacular baby shower for me. I was just blown away by the love and support and the surprises and the energy that was in that space was incredible. We did a mama blessing and a baby blessing and lots of powerful um, visualizations for the baby. It's just amazing to tap into that energy and feel this womanhood surrounding me. And I think that's just a beautiful tradition for every mother to get to experience, bring the women into that experience, like bring in the women that mean something in your life, the strong women, the women that you want there to be your village. Like my my husband, and I set that intention because I was like, do you want to do a co-ed baby shower? Or is that something that you'd like to share with me or, you know, and, and have that experience yourself? He was very adamant, like, no, like I want you to bring in the women in your life who are going to help you raise our daughter 
who are going to be there for you. Let's like call on our village. And man, did they respond so powerfully to that call by flying in and being there and helping to put together the baby shower and having that powerful presence to help me bless her energy and bless me as I transitioned and um, going from maiden to mother. It was just wonderful. So ask those women to rally around you and and enjoy in that blessing and enjoy um, having that village of people there to support you. I think it's just wonderful. And and let's make that more of a beautiful tradition for mothers to be. And then as we got ready for the baby to come, I started to prep a lot of things to try to make that transition easier for all of us. And I was very aware of doing things that would also support my well-being and my mental health because having a baby and transitioning into that with all of your hormones can be so much. Um, So I wanted to do whatever I could to set myself up for a positive experience whether that was having the physical things on hand that I knew that I would need as I was healing on my journey, or my mom who came to stay with us for three months, which was an incredible blessing. She was here as part of our team. So we called on her for support to be here for us in that transition. And while she was with me and we were waiting for the baby to arrive, we were making really nutritious soups and broths and stews and just packing the freezer full of nutritious foods because I think that's so important to be rebuilding your health, you know, re-nourishing your body after you go through birth and you're also breastfeeding. So if that's something that you can do, but in my experience, I was breastfeeding. So on top of that, you know, you're now nourishing somebody else while also trying to get all of those nutrients back into yourself. So just really being prepped with all of those things um, definitely helped. I was also really clear with, I'm going to call them my village, my people around me, of what my intention was as I stepped into that postpartum period. Um, And in the beginning, my village was truly mainly just my mom and my husband, And I shared with them openly, like, this is the energy that I would like around me. This is the energy that I would like for us to harness in the home. And I was open with them. I said, I don't know how I'm going to feel. I don't know what is going to shift within me hormonally. So if I hit a rough patch or if I'm feeling low, I told them, these are the things that bring me joy. I wrote a joy list. I was like, these things bring me joy. And this is how you can remind me to come back to myself. And it just helped me, all of these things just really helped me feel safe and secure going into that experience. And in the beginning, I also was very clear that I didn't want a lot of energy around me because of that sacred time and wanting to protect it. So we made the conscious decision of not having visitors for a certain amount of time until I energetically felt ready because, oh my gosh, you're going through such an expansion when you become a mom and your energy is so kind of open and so vulnerable. I just didn't want anything coming in to interfere with that space. So we waited until we had people over and and I waited until I was ready to leave the house more. And in the beginning we were cocooning more and then I was ready to go on walks and I started slowly with that. And then slowly I built myself up to going to coffee. Well, I say coffee, but I haven't had coffee in like almost two years now or a year and a half. Um, (laughs) but going to get my matcha latte and do things like that. Like I gradually built myself up to do that because in the beginning I just wanted to nurture and I wanted to nourish. Um, but saying that within a couple weeks, three weeks, like I was ready to have certain people come over. I was just conscious of the kind of energy and the kind of space that they would be bringing into the home. And I was conscious of protecting that. And just, again, that comes back to boundaries and knowing that you get to have that and you get to honor that. And you don't have to have people around you that don't feel safe for you, um, or don't contribute to that cocoon energy. You have to listen to your intuition on that one and it's safe to do so. And again, I just want to say like, kind of how grateful I am for the friends who during that time would just send one text and just be like, mama mental health check-in, like, how are you doing? Just to know that even though I was cocooning that, you know, my people were there holding space for me was so wonderful and so beautiful. 
We even had a couple friends, again, just blown away by generosity and abundance here, like send us food, just do like a a drop-off delivery, which is just so, so lovely. Like all of these things just mean so much when you are in that phase. And definitely nothing prepares you at all for those first couple of weeks when you bring the baby home. It is just one wild ride. Um, yeah, nothing can energetically prepare you because I think nobody really tells you about it. I think everyone just has to go through it on their own. And there are a lot of tears and a lot of sleepless nights, but that passed really quickly. And now that I look back, I'm like, that was just a blip. Whereas when I was in it, I was like, oh my God, like what is life right now? Like, how am I going to do this? But you're just adjusting to a new way of life. And we quickly found our groove and a lot of my maternity leave was just about the abundance of being in the present moment of just being with my beautiful baby girl who I just love and can't wait to go squeeze um, when I finish recording this. It was about going on long walks in nature. It was about enjoying time with my friends and going for long lunches with my mom um, and just being together as a family. Like I have... I've never experienced a level of abundance that I did in my maternity leave ever before. Even though it was not about hitting income goals and it wasn't about money coming in, it was about what abundance truly felt like in that moment, what inner wealth I was experiencing. And that's going to probably be the topic of the next podcast episode because I have tried to cram as much as I can to help catch us up into this episode, but there's so much to share that obviously (laughs) these could be multiple episodes. Um, So next time I'm going to share a lot about inner wealth and my evolution of how I'm going to be supporting the women in my community and my clients in 2023 and how becoming a mother has lit a whole new fire in my belly to support you on another level when it comes to tapping into true abundance, um, financial prosperity, and wealth and richness. Not financially, not just financially. Yes, that gets to be true, but in so many aspects of your life, spiritually and emotionally and physically. So thank you for sticking with me on this little catch-up episode. I will try to fill in any blanks that I have uh, on the next few episodes to come. And I'm just getting back to work and enjoying that. And right now I'm going to go and enjoy some quality time with my daughter. I'm so grateful that I get to do that and I have the freedom to do so and design my work schedule like that at the moment. I'm sending you so much love. I hope that the new year has brought with, with it new blessings and excitement and joy. I hope that 2023 brings you so much prosperity and truth and alignment and that you get to live and breathe from your authentic heart space. That is my desire for you. And until next time, I hope you have a beautifully abundant day. If you loved today's episode, please be sure to leave a review on iTunes and hit the subscribe button because women supporting women is my jam. And if you want extra daily doses of motivation, then be sure to follow me on Instagram at girl underscore unfiltered and go ahead and screenshot this episode. Send me a DM and share your biggest takeaway because I love hearing from you and I just really want to drop into your DMs basically. (laughs) So I'm sending you so much love and abundance and have an amazing day.